This time on the Roll Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. Is there something wrong with CNN getting into it and seeing that there are two sides? We need them. We need the media. We need journalism to come back to where it was. We've lost so much respect for it. How do you feel about it? Do you read newspapers and magazines? Do you rely on anything? No, no, because I don't believe anybody. I have a really hard time, and I wouldn't even be watching the news if it wasn't for you. It just makes me depressed. I just can't function correctly because of everything that's going on. I know you don't like to hear that, and I'm not trying to stick my head in the sand and pretend nothing's happening because I know a lot's happening. I don't know why more people aren't in a state of depression because it's just shocking what's happening to our country. And what I'm saying is I don't think anything's changed except the people. No. And what do you mean? Everything's changed. Nothing's changed. We're the same people we always were. He wears black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Ride Radio. His name is New York Mike, and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio. I'm New York Mike. Hi, Petrina. Hi. Roll Right Radio with New York Mike. Oh, you said it. And co-host, <laughs> Petrina. There you go. Co-host. I like that. Yeah, I'm your yeah. co-host today. You are my co-host. So you're, you're my producer all the time. Oh, yeah. You know that. No. Is that my new title? That is your... Okay. No, that's not new. All right. I like that's it. That's not new. I just want to talk real quick before we get into anything else. Okay. I want to talk about that Roll Right Radio is about truth, justice, and the American way. I took that from Superman, who was Superman, dropped it. And I don't understand why. But there it is. It's out there. For whatever reason. They Wait, have... Superman said that? Yeah, Superman was always about truth, justice, and the American way. Did you ever watch the Superman movies? It's, Superman, truth, justice, and the American way. I don't He's remember. a plane. He's a bird. It's a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I never remember well, that, that was, saying. That was the saying. And they dropped it. And they changed it to oh. justice and... Okay, something. so it, when it first came out, it was that. It was now yeah. something else. Okay. And they dropped it okay. just now, like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I know they've been talking about it a little bit. Some movie came out and somebody, it was some controversy. So I said, I'm going to pick it up. That's all I just want to do. Ooh, establish. So you like it. That's who. That's your new thing. That's our new. That's your, our new logo. True justice. I like it. There it you sounds go. good. There you go. Oh, well, all right. There. Good. So we had a nice weekend. We had a great weekend. Yeah, We did a couple of things. We needed to kind of clear our heads because of just life and everything we're involved in. And so I decided to take you horseback riding. Oh, that's right. It was Friday. Okay. You took me horseback riding and then we went to a wine tasting lunch. Yes. That was a great day. And it's in Temecula, right in Temecula. So it was very nice. It was just nice to get out of our heads for a couple hours. So I'm glad we did that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. When you go into, you start talking about things like that, again, brings me back to my days when I actually used to ride horses. I know. You were very impressive. I was surprised that you actually wanted to go, like, you wanted to gallop, you wanted to canter, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of fun. We were going up those little hills, mm-hmm. the, the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. 
I love So we did that. And then we had a little wine. That was nice. And then what did we do? We went on a motorcycle ride, a short one. And it was nice. We met some friends for breakfast. And then everybody came back to our house and we hung out and we just had nice conversation. That was Sunday. Yeah. Just for a little background, you grew up riding horses. I did. You've ridden horses your whole life. life. Yeah. And was that in Westchester, Long Island? Where where mostly? I think I first started riding when we lived in Pound Ridge. And I think I was nine years old and we had horses and it was a barn and yeah. On the property? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think the barn was on the property. It was like down the street, but you could walk to the barn. And so I started riding when I was like nine and I just fell in love with it. And then I actually went to like horse camp and I won ribbons and I was like, good. Were you riding Western or English? Western. Western. Always rode Western. Always rode Western. I tried English, but I just felt like it wasn't me. It was more like prim and proper and the way you have to sit and the way the saddle was. I just didn't really, it wasn't for me. I like the Western. Okay. Well, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Did you ever go to some of the... Like Rocking Horse Dude Ranch or anything like that? No, upstate. as an adult in my 20s, I actually went to a dude ranch in Wyoming and we herd cattle. You and, heard them? No. like What'd they say? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. No, you know what cattle? Yeah. Okay, so I went with my girlfriend and we went for like a 10-day trip and we wanted to go to a dude ranch and we wanted to do the cattle. So you get on your horse and you move cattle, like you move them to different areas of right. Wyoming. So your horse, he learns how to cow stop. Well, yeah. they, those horses probably knew. They knew, yeah. 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 It was probably one of the highlights of one of the trips that I've done. Compared really to cool. Where, where in Wyoming? I think it was near Cody. Okay. Yeah, you know Cody. I know Cody. You know Cody really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I go, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was summer. It was just beautiful weather. It was beautiful riding. It was a great trip. I'm so glad I did it. I've always wanted to do that, and and we got to do it, and it was yeah. amazing. Well, I started riding in Bergen Beach, and I talked about that, I think, in my last weather. Yeah. But, of course, the stables in Bergen Beach was mostly Weston. We know the names of every horse and every set. Ryan's Carol's on Bergen Beach. Bergen Beach, I knew some of them. For some reason, that was like foreign territory. It was like off, I don't know why Bergen Beach wasn't the, the riding academy. But in Ryan's and Carol's, I think I knew the names of every horse in every stall and which ones were private and which ones weren't. But mostly, I started out riding the Western horses. There was Champion patches. Do you know? I don't remember. Mr. Chips. One, the only horse I remember is Joe. Oh my God. That's it. That's we have so many horses and I don't remember their names. It's blank to me. It's there, so bizarre. There were two English horses in Carol's. You always said their names together like Prince and Princess. So it wasn't that. And I will get those names in my head because. Those were... I remember at three in the morning. They'll probably remember at three in the morning. But, you know, those two, they were always in stalls next to each other. They were pretty tall. And I wanted to learn how to ride an English saddle. And I was so comfortable in Weston, I wasn't sure. And one day, I had to go out on one of those two with someone else. And I'm on this English saddle, and it was it was different. I didn't dislike it. But yeah, it, I, don't, I don't like it. It was different. So we're riding these two horses on the beach, 
then every once in a while, I would get on an English saddle, on an English horse. And clearly, it just has a different feel to it, the whole thing. But then later on in life, when I started going up, there was a Fox Hill farm up in, like, the Catskills. And that was mostly English, but it was also a place where we used to jump. So, you know, you get in the ring and then you jump, then we go riding up in the hills and everything about it is different because you're jumping over little stone walls up mm -hmm. in the mountains as you yeah. go through it. So the whole experience is more about jumping and chasing the fox and the hounds and doing all this other stuff other than just riding a Western horse. So I don't know. For, for Thank, it's thanks for all that. Appreciate uh, it. Hey. I just you who've never Everybody ridden a, knows you can't you, say one comment without you going off on a tangent. But you have never ridden on an English saddle. I thought I'd let you no, know what you missed. What I said though. Oh, I that's thought that's exactly said. what you no, said. No, that's not what I said. See, you don't listen. Oh, okay. what I said was, yeah, I've ridden English. I didn't like it as much as Western. Got it. Okay. My preference is Western. Got it. Now, okay. now you're listening. Now I'm Yay. listening. There. Everybody. There we go. I'm listening. So oh, what else is going on? We didn't talk about the orange groves. That was pretty cool. Right. All these orange groves. I never did that before. Did you? No. Oranges and limes and lemons and all this stuff that's growing out there. That was pretty cool. We got a whole lesson on how much water it takes for the orange groves. And I thought that was Pretty cool stuff. And then we went to lunch to the winery. I thought that was really cool. It was very nice. I thought it was really nice. So Okay. So we don't need to spend the half hour on how we went riding and went to lunch. How do you want to spend the next half hour then? Get into what you want to talk about. Well, I, what do you want to talk about today? I, I don't want to talk about it for a whole 45 minutes because then I'll get all like, you know, Mike, you guys, you're ranting too much. I thought we'd talk a little more about the winery and the water issue, which I thought was fascinating. Then you wanted to talk the next day. We went up to Rainbow, had breakfast. Friends came back. Which took two hours. Two hours. Two hours to get breakfast. Two hours. Well, the place was pretty crowded. It was ridiculous. It was packed. Yeah, but two hours. I mean, that's like a big turnoff. Who wants to sit and wait two hours for scrambled eggs? Well... <laughs> That's exactly what we did. Yeah. We waited two hours for scrambled eggs. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about the media. Yeah, what about the media? I feel like it's changed dramatically in the last five to ten years. Well, I don't think it's changed at all. Why do you think it's changed? I've never felt where I don't believe what the media is saying. I grew up always, you know, what the media says, oh, it's got to be true. Right. And I always thought everything the media said, oh, well, we heard that through the media. We heard that on the news. And I always thought it was always accurate. Well. And it's kind of not. And it's gotten me kind of. I've actually been thinking about it all day. And it's an issue that I started my day off this morning. I wake up and I read a tweet from my friend who I talk about a lot, from Jason Redman. And he writes, today I've received more horrific stories and gruesome pictures of Afghan special operations forces being abducted and then murdered by the Taliban. Next sentence, this must be covered by U.S. press. It's not. It's, I didn't hear about it. That's the thing. So 
I responded to that because, as Redmond says, we have to continue to honor the promise to help our Afghan allies. So I responded back to Jay about the fact that journalism inspired the Revolutionary War. Journalists from Thomas Paine to Ben Franklin led the quest for America's freedom. Now the media lies, hides the truth, is a tool of the left, and rarely does anything that exposes what the left wants hidden. And I, I wrote that, and I said, keep it up, Jay, because this is stuff that needs to get out. Yeah, but what is the benefit of them not being honest with us? Well, that's the thing that I... How does I, that help their credibility? Here's how, when I wrote that, and I wrote it about the Revolutionary War, and I've been kind of thinking about that almost all day. And the thing I've been thinking about is the Revolutionary War. I mean, we couldn't have won that war without the press. And I was doing some checking and reading, and in the 1760s and 70s, you know, the decades leading up to the war, these newspapers, and the newspaper was like a four-page thing that was folded up, and it came out once a week. And they were like 35, 37 newspapers, and then there were all these pamphlets, and there were like hundreds. Some of I read like there were 400 pamphlets that existed, you know, like Thomas Paine's Common Sense and different pamphlets like that. They existed from the 1760s right through the Revolutionary War. And this is what drove the American Revolution. There was one quote I read that said, the pen and paper were more valuable to winning the war than the sword. And, you know, everybody's always heard the pen is mightier than the sword. But this is what drove these the people. And it, it's interesting, Petrina, how when you talk about the paper telling the truth and not paper or not telling the truth. And I was thinking the same thing. And as I'm reading about this today and spending time going through Google, different things that I, I want to read about, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, they were writers. They would write stuff and send it out to people, give it out. And with the 13 original colonies, these pamphlets and these newspapers, they started out in the early 1700s, they started out reporting much of what was going on in Europe and Britain. And then as things heated up in what's now the states and the colonies, it's transitioned to, instead of just giving information to the people in the colonies about what's going on in Britain and, and, and Europe, with all the things going on in the colonies, with this advent of people getting anxious, the stirring of the revolution, that it became more and more news of what was going on within the colonies and the reaction to these laws and regulations and taxes and everything else being levied by Britain. And so what would happen would be the newspapers would feed off each other. And the information that came out was uniform because each newspaper would get a lot of the same things and be reinforced by the other newspapers. So this is how 
the colonies learned what was going on from these newspapers, and then the pamphlets mm. would support all that. And it wasn't all geared towards the revolutionaries. A lot of it was geared towards the aristocrats, the people that wanted to stay with Britain, that wanted to keep the British as the people in charge of the colonies. And so there was this rift, and there were these two different sides, basically, that grew up. And you know, much of it came down from Boston, you know, the Boston Harbor where so much was going on and so much of the trade, so many of the ships would come in. And then you had the Sons of Liberty. They want the colonies to bring anything in to import stuff. It was pretty much like today. When we talk about buy American, America first, they were talking about not taking stuff from the Brits, not using them, not allowing them to have the benefit of them being the fiduciaries kind of thing and deciding how much stuff we're getting and how much taxes we're going to pay. And then we were revolting by saying, no, we're not going to pay that tax. We're not going to pay that. Then the Stamp Act came out. And all these things led to this whole package of people meeting and doing. So there were two sides. So it wasn't that one side is telling one truth the one side is telling another truth. It's really hard to envision that there's two sides to a truth. The truth is the truth. But to the people that we don't Actually, want... Actually, I'll interrupt you for a second. Sure. Truth isn't the truth. No? It's your side, their side, and then the truth. Okay. That's what my dad always told me. There's okay. your side, there's their side, there's the truth. Okay. Well, there's always... Three sides. Okay. There's always two sides or more. You're right. There are three <laughs> sides who, you know, profess to be telling the truth. Nothing new. So how do we get the mainstream media on the side of the Republicans? There's a big divide. The situation that we're in is nothing new because what happened was during the 18th century and 1700s, the media was basically these little four-page newspapers that came out once a week and all these pamphlets and everything that was written and people just soaked it up and talked about it. This was it. There was on the side of the Tories, the ones who wanted to stay with Britain on the side of the Whigs. But we won that. The argument was won by pamphlets by Ben Franklin, Thomas Paine, things like Common Sense. You know, these were the ones that won the day. Now, nothing has changed except the mode in which this communication is happening. We've gone from everything in print to where we are today with the internet. We got cable, we got TV, we got regular TV, we have streaming. Now we have Fox. Fox was the first one, came out in 1996, and they came out conservative TV cable channel. And now you have One American, Newsmax, Others are coming. We need more of this because the other side is all the left wing. They are left, hardcore left wing. And their truth, they are telling the truth. You know, you're right. It's not the truth. It's reality. I knew someone that once said to me, truth is perspective. I've always thought that was horribly wrong. And it is. Truth is not perspective. Reality is perspective. That's your reality. This is the world that you live in. People on the left, they don't want to report about what's going on 
in Afghanistan because their reality, that's not where they want to be. They don't want to report that there might be something a little bit off about this president, this administration. They don't want to report that, hey, we've got a crisis at the border. They don't want to report that this inflation is a serious issue. I mean, we're talking about extraordinary inflation, and we're not talking about inflation that's transitory. This is something that's here. If it's not going to stay forever, it's going to stay for a while. But they don't want to talk about that. And so we need our side to be represented. That's what happened. Building up to the Revolutionary War. And without the inspiration and the backing of these newspapers and pamphlets, which was the heart and soul of communication back then, we wouldn't have won that war. And we're in the same exact situation today. We need either to gain the allies. You see someone like, what's that guy on HBO? The left-wing comedian guy. He's half Jewish, he, half Irish. Oh, Moore? Bill Moore. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. How do we not remember anyone's name? Because I never watched this stuff. I don't either. R- rarely. I still can't remember every anyone's name. Every once in a while I do. God, I'm so bad. But, you know, you take someone like that, and every once in a while now he's coming along with something that says the left wing's wrong. And that's really good. Now, I don't know how far that's going to go because I think it's the management and ownership of these stations that will create the policies that make them either left-wing or conservative, and I'll defend Fox because they got people on that I just totally disagree with. And some of them I just feel like, even though I agree with them, I don't agree with them that much. It, it, it's like well, A lot of well, people aren't watching Fox News anymore. I know. Andy. You got At, the Juan, no. Juan Williams on there, and I'm going, I can't. They've moved to, to Max. Yeah, Newsmax. Newsmax, yeah. Fox News is still there, and Fox News is still doing. I can, but a lot of. People. But a lot of people that that want to accuse them of being anything but fair and balanced, and they're very balanced. Talk about somebody like Chris Wallace. He's no conservative, not to me. He's a lot more conservative than Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo, but he's not conservative. The guy I just mentioned, Juan Williams. I love The Five. I think it's one of my favorite shows with Juan Williams on there. But you got to a point where you go, oh, my God. How much more can well, I watch? Well, they need to have someone else's opinion, you know. Well, yeah, they do. But why not somebody? They got that one girl in the morning. I don't agree with her, but she's not unreasonable. Williams comes up and says things that are so stupid just to argue. He'll say something about Biden. That's a wait a minute. So this other girl is. She's a reasonable left-winger, Democrat. I don't mind that. But I got to tell you something. Don't replace Juan Williams with Geraldo River. Get him out of my face. You know what? I don't care if you tell me he's left or he's right. He's a backstabbing, distrustful, I just, get him out of here. Bring back Juan Williams if you have to. But don't put that guy on the air. He doesn't deserve it at all. So anyway, that's how I feel about that stuff. But the point is that even Fox News, which isn't not, clearly not 100%, maybe it's 70% to the conservative. At the end of the day, how do we even know? Well, we know because you can watch all the shows. I know, that are cons- we don't know what's going on behind the Golden Gate. Well, 
I, listen, or we know. We I, can, everybody can speculate all they want. Everybody can talk about what's going on. Nobody really knows except the people who are behind that gate. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that when I see Biden not even want to talk about the fact that we have a, a situation at the border, when he's talking about three and a half trillion dollars, that's not going to cost us anything? When a guy who's the president of the United States comes and calls me a racist, this is a racist country, that I've got some sort of white privilege, that's black and white. I don't need to figure that out. I know. The man just told me who the president of the United States is. Then he's going to tell us the whole country and left and right. Hey, you Democrats out there, the man says he's going to pass a bill and spend three and a half trillion, trillion dollars. And it's not going to cost us anything. You know how stupid he thinks you are? He's just said that we're a bunch of morons because he expects us to believe that. That's plain and simple. I want the news media to tear into that. But they're not. Well, some of them are starting to say things. Some of them are starting to realize that you, you can't protect this much stupidity and lying and, and disrespecting of the American people. Look at the situation with Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. Why aren't there more programs on the left? talking about exactly what they're concerned about, highlighting their issues. All we see are the left-wing people going after them, cursing them, chasing them into bathrooms, lining up. And then we see that Manchin is starting to flirt with the idea of stepping out of the Democrat Party, becoming an independent. And maybe, boy, it would be great if he wants to become a Republican. So why aren't we talking about the issues that are bothering him? Is there something wrong with CNN getting into it and seeing that there are two sides? We need them. We need the media. We need journalism. We need journalism to come back to where it was. We've lost so much respect for it. How do you feel about Do you read newspapers and magazines? Do you no. rely on anything? No, no, because I don't believe anybody. I have a really hard time, and I wouldn't even be watching the news if it wasn't for you. It just makes me depressed. I just can't function correctly because of everything that's going on. I know you don't like to hear that, and I'm not trying to stick my head in the sand and pretend nothing's happening because I know a lot's happening, but it's just so unbelievable to me to wrap my head around everything that we're dealing with on a daily basis from the gas prices to the border to the stuff that happened in Afghanistan to just everything people not wanting to work and just I mean there's just so many things I don't know why more people aren't in a state of depression because it's just shocking what's happening to our country. And what I'm saying is I don't think anything's changed except the people. No. And what do you mean everything's changed? Nothing's changed. We're the same people we always were. Going back, you know, my favorite thing, I'm watching this on TV now for what, almost a year? Resurrection? No, honey, it hasn't been a year. How long's it been? Two months. That's it? That's it. Oh, it's been a lot more. No. No, and I'll tell you what. How long have I... Because you went out of town. Okay, and before I went out of town... watched it for a month. I... I've been packed for over a month. <laughs> Come on, it's been okay. over a month. Like I said, I'm watching this program. It's on Netflix. It's in Turkish. 
It's not even in English. And I got to read the subtitles. And it's about the Muslim tribes back at the, the beginning, right before the Second Crusade. So we're talking about 1100. And they are all devout Muslims. They're nomads. And it's fascinating. I can't stop watching it. Episode after episode, I'm up to year three, <laughs> episode 70, and year three's probably, I probably got 250 episodes. And it's phenomenal to me the fighting, the battles, and the wars, and the intrigue, and the backstabbing, and the lies, and the, the deceit, the traitors within their own, they call themselves their nomad tents. The historical value to me, seeing with things that I've only, you know, read about. As you read books and you get a picture in your head, but then you see it depicted out there, which they seem to have wanted to do a replication of it as close as they could to the truth. And I believe that. And you see these tents. They're not tents. They're like little houses. <laughs> and But there's hundreds of them. So the nomad tribe, you get a much different sense than watching a, you know, a movie about cowboys and Indians and you see a whole bunch of teepees. These aren't that. These are big one-room homes. There's hundreds of them and, and the fortresses and the forts and how they armored themselves. And it's just fascinating how they trained every day, what they did to get food. I mean, everything. But basically, the wars that they fought and the reasons why and how they conquered different lands and why they conquered them. There's the Mongols and then there's the Christians. You have the Templar Knights. This whole show, it's written and, and spoken from the minds of the Muslims and these nomads. So the, the knights and the crusaders are horrible. So are the, the Mongols. So you get a real flavor for it. But what's fascinating to me and why I keep talking about it to everybody is that nothing's changed. Nothing has changed except the modernity that we've brought to the table and all the convenience of living and the weaponry that we brought to war, but all the rest of it is just the same. And so here we are, nothing has changed. And that's why I say to you, Petrina, as bad as you feel it is, it was always this bad for somebody. I remember being a soldier in the Vietnam War. And, and what was everybody's perspective? Everybody was like so upset about we were at the war. And I was so upset that we're not just, let's win this baby. Let's get in there, plant our flag, and save these people. So it, it's always been that way. The mainstream media has been so coerced to the left. Now, maybe they've always been left. But we need them to come back and, and move towards the center, towards conservatism. And whatever it takes to do that. That's why the last podcast, the last Roll Right Radio, I put out all these things that Donald Trump did, all these great leadership of Donald Trump. We don't hear any of that. Is there something wrong with talking to the mainstream media and saying, why not talk about peace in the Middle East? Why not talk about some of the great policies that were put in place? When the left wing says that... I think because it's such a sore subject to so many people. Well, it's so what? I want to hear his name. 
Well, everything's a sore subject. Well, so what? He was my president. What do you mean no one hears his name? 75 million Americans voted for him. We all right. want to hear his name. I, and I want to hear his name again. But I'm just talking about policies and truth. So when we talk about the tax decrease that he put in place, reducing corporate tax, reducing capital gains, reducing personal income tax. Now these people come in and say, oh, we raised the tax on the middle class. We're going to raise it. Why can't the mainstream media do a true and honest total expose on what Trump's tax policies really did and what Biden's tax policies is most likely to do? I know there's the left that will say this and there's a right that will say that, but there's got to be some reality somewhere that honest media can put out. I'm just trying to get my arms around the fact that nothing has changed. Everything's fine. I may not like what's going on right this minute, but it's always going on. It's never been different. And why I wake up in the morning and expect it to be is my problem. In the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, it doesn't matter. It's always the same. There's the left, there's the right. There's a tug of war. There's a difference. We see things differently. The only reason that we're concerned today is because we're on the edge of really falling apart. It's amazing how quickly it happened. It's been like, what, 10 months, almost 11 from January to now. And the country's in turmoil militarily. What happened in Afghanistan? And yes, my friend Jay Redmond says, we've got to talk about what's going on in Afghanistan. We've got to talk about what's happening behind the lines. We've got to talk about the atrocities being committed by the Taliban. These things need to be talked about. The left and the right need to be talking about it. We need to be talking about three and a half trillion dollars on top of 1.2 trillion. We're talking about five, six trillion dollars added to the deficit. And he said, no, it's not the deficit because it's taxes paying for. What are you talking about? Our taxes are going to go through the roof. We're already spending more money right now because of the, the hidden tax of the rising price of fuel. And then on the East Coast and the Midwest this winter, the cost of heating homes is going to be rising just as much or more. Thank God that Joe Manchin is saying, hey, you're not going to close down West Virginia because they want to close down the coal mines. They want to close down the natural gas. And it's like, thank God for that. So there is something coming out, but it's not enough. But again, we're always in this position where, you know, right now, again, on the precipice of really a total collapse. And it's serious. Because after what happened in Afghanistan, are our NATO allies going to trust us anymore to have their back? What's going on with Taiwan? And that's a serious situation. Now, China might not actually invade Taiwan until after the Summer Olympics, you know, because they want people to attend. But when is it going to happen and what are we prepared to do about it? These are issues that. Yeah, you hear about it, but you don't hear about it enough. You don't see journalists getting in there and really digging and exposing and talking. Yeah, Tucker Carlson does it. Yeah, but he's got that. I don't know. It, it just it doesn't seem serious enough when we've got TV screens and, and computer screens in every room in every house almost throughout the country. We have the ability to reach people so much easier than they did back 
in the 18th century when they had these pamphlets and newspapers. That we have so much more. And so the business of journalism, the profession of journalism, should be so, so much more of something that we all look up to and rely on and we should and do expect more of them. We should be feeling a little bit better as we go towards truth. And I think truth is the answer. And we should be getting closer to the point we can't fool people anymore. But they're trying and they're succeeding. And that's what's sad. In summary, it's our job to demand more from the journalists, more from the media. But I also want to say that there are things that we do talk about, like the road to hell is paved with bad intentions. I really wanted to start off with that today because that's where I was going for the last three days thinking about it. People say, oh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. No, it's not. No, it's not. The road to success is paved with good intentions. And those good intentions, those roads are bumpy and they're full of cracks and, and holes. It's hard, but they're full of those. That's the road. Good intentions. It's not the smoothest road in the world, but the road to hell is paved with bad intentions. People who are bad intend to be bad. You don't do bad things by accident. You don't do bad things by quote-unquote coincidence, which there is no such thing. You do bad things because you intend to, you plan on it. Whether you're a criminal or a politician or a general, it doesn't matter. Ex-employee. Yeah, well, whatever it is. Don't get me into a rant about lawyers. I think I've done some of that. And we could do more of it, not this podcast. But I, I really, it's like when people always said to me, I mean, most of my life, you fight fire with fire. And I'm thinking, you fight fire with water. Yeah, I don't see, you know, planes flying over forest fires, throwing matches at it. You fight fire with water. And people just say, oh, you fight fire with fire. I don't think so. So you have all these sayings, but I did hear something today that made a lot of sense. It came from a guy I have a lot of respect for. Have you ever heard of Forge Clothing, Forge, Mike Sauer? Okay. Well, I was talking last time also about all these Navy SEALs I know who write books, all this stuff. And now there's a whole bunch of them running for Congress. I love it. It's fantastic. And you know how I follow Jay Redman. I follow Team Never Quit. That's Marcus Luttrell. I also follow Mike Sauer. He doesn't have as much of a podcast and Twitter stuff as these guys do. But he is on Instagram, Forged Clothing. And again, retired Navy SEAL. Great guy. He wrote something today, and I thought it was great. What he wrote was, be careful what you tolerate. You're teaching people how to treat you. What a great way to end the podcast. What a great way. Exactly. And by the way, I wrote him back and I said, Mike, I love that. I'm going to quote you. It sounds like a SEAL team fortune cookie. Mm -hmm, it does. <laughs> but it's really cool. <laughs> I put it in the context of all these retired SEALs. and stuff. They do, They're doing so much. Their patriotism is just shining through and coming through, and it's great to see it. But be careful what you tolerate. You're teaching people how to treat you. And that's what we're doing. Think about that. Well, I seem to tolerate a lot, so. We tolerate too much. I know. So what does that say about me? 
But you? Yeah. You think you tolerate? You're talking, you taking this personally? Kind of. Well, you don't tolerate much. I feel like when you don't have control over certain things, you have to. No, you don't tolerate. I, as a matter of fact, I think you should just smile and tolerate a little more. You actually just get your claws out and, and then. You know, I haven't had my claws out in a long time. Well, that's true, but I'm just saying when you do, I don't think you tolerate that. You just, I just don't like being taken advantage of. Well, we're all taken advantage of all I think the time. That's one of my downfalls. I don't like being taken advantage of, and I don't like seeing the people that I love being taken advantage of. I'm like a bear when I see somebody that I care about being taken advantage of. Well, that's true. And it's gotten me in trouble. It's gotten you in a lot of trouble because you get very emotional and, you know, you get very charged up and... Calls in protective mode. Well, you can call it what you want, and it's fine That's for lions, it and it's fine for lions, tigers, and bears. But people, when you you get that way, well, I, lion, I am a Leo. Well, I am a lion, and then the lion roars. So what you do is you don't let them see you get like okay, so you can actually get them in the end. You right. got to be able. You to, always say that, but it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen if you're going to sit up there and roar and show your claws. Yeah. You know, if you just say, okay, I'll get you. Right. Kind of yeah. What, what's the old uh, karma's a bitch? Yeah. I know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm still waiting for it. You never give it a chance, babe. Yo, I've <laughs> given it 30 years. Oh, well. I'm still waiting. You're still waiting? I'm still waiting. Maybe you don't appreciate the wins, too. You've had a lot more wins than losses. And you got to appreciate them, know that you're going to get punched. You're going to get hit. You're going to get a black eye and you lose a tooth. I've never had to live my life that way till I met you. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up, baby. Thanks for your insight on the media. Yeah. I mean, we have to live with it. Yep. We could change it. And I'd like to. And again. I'd like to change a lot of things. Yeah. Well. You got to change it. You got to bring these people all over to your side. You got to be able to say, hey, come with us. Yep. We're going we're gonna to break away from Great Britain. We don't want a king telling us what to do. Taxation without representation. We're going to find a way to win this revolutionary war and then follow through with truth, justice, and the American way. I like it. And listen to Roll Right Radio. By the way, subscribe. Subscribe. You want to yep. say something about subscribing? No, no you, you don't. You're doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you later. Roll Bye. Right Radio out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.